ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a book record beer. We are here. I am here, accompanied by my two very good friends, uh, the one and only, perhaps the biggest Mouseketeer that I know, Nick Gregorio. Hi, I'm filming. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, Daniel DeFranco. I'm not filming, so me saying hi to you guys will not be, uh, I can't, you know, the, they can't do both at the same time. We're trying is, new things. Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, my, uh, my buddies who are, uh, you know, published novelists, they're, they're here joining me to, tonight in the basement. Um, Taking a break from our busy book tour. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Drinking Noveling. every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we have an album for you. Uh, this, this cast, this is a record that, um, Daniel, you uh, suggested, and um, I think this is going to make for some interesting conversation because, uh, you know, Shannon Shaw not only was... Uh, formerly of a different group. This is a solo record, which I don't think we've done someone's solo piece yet. If I'm thinking back, I don't think we have. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, not only that, you know, it's, it's, she's part of this uh, sort of resurgence, I would say of, of a particular sound. So um, I'm going to toss it over to you, Daniel, if you could introduce, you know, Shannon and, uh, and sort of give us a little background on the, on the album you chose. Um, And then, and then we'll get into it. So you said she was formerly of a group, but she still is with the Clams. The band was called Shannon and the Clams. Mm-hmm. They're uh, out of Oakland, and I think they started um, 2009. Mm. And uh, I don't know when their first album came out. I could have done more research on that. But I know they have a uh, first album they was like 2009. Yeah, they do. Uh, make a truncated history of Shannon and the Clams and Shannon Shaw at large. Uh, Dan Arbach of... Black Keys fame right was, on. was in a record shop, I believe, and he heard one of their albums that was just on, and he was like, "My dude, what is this?" <laughs> <laughs> so he so he found out, and he brought Shannon and the Clams on to record their latest release that just came out in February called Onion. Oh, uh, that was on the Black uh, Keys or Dan Auerbach's you know imprint. Uh, he produced that, but he was like, "No, that's not enough, sir. <laughs> Shannon, let me." give you your own solo album he did this one too yeah what about that but we're going to yeah, drop yeah. the clams it's going to be shannon shaw and i'm going to back you with with yeah. my all-star house band which is just full of um it's essentially his version of the wrecking crew <laughs> yeah but it's guys that played with elvis elton john yeah it's like um, sun records v2.0 yes well that's great but what about the clams the, well the clams are clamming it up they're the, just they got See ya. Yeah. Well, I mean, for this particular album, yeah. That's so upsetting. It's not yeah. that upsetting, is it? No, not really. Well, I think, really. what, what are our thoughts on that? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. continue with the history. Let's and then finish the intro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he produced <laughs> the Onions, the, the Onion album. Yeah. And he took them on tour. And uh, Shannon the Clams, she's not touring for this album anymore. She might have. I, I don't recall. But if you look at their tour page, it's Shannon and the Clams touring till the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, she did not forget about the Clams. All right, thank God. Um, it is important to note, though. I want to, you know, work our way back to this. That um, when one does a solo album, typically it's because there's a particular sound or something that they're able to get out on that record, focus on on that record that they're not able to bring to the to the group at larger. It's it's just it, it's not meshing or driving usually. Usually, right? right. Like mm-hmm. that's what we see. So I want to keep that in the back of our heads when we do get into it a little bit more. And I'm actually going to touch on that in this intro. Well, of, go right, of her, go right of ahead. The, <laughs> Fuck me. Of the personnel. <laughs> so, 
So some of the personnel. I was on gonna say <laughs> the Easy Eye Sound House Band. That's our box uh, house band. You've got a guy that played with Elvis and Aretha Franklin. Another guy that played with Elvis and Dusty Springfield. Um, pedal steel guitarist uh, uh, played with Elton John and Leon Russell. Uh, the bassist plays with Johnny Cash. And I Sturgis fucking love Simpson. Leon Russell. Yeah. Um, that's so. Phenomenal. So we got a murderer's row. <laughs> yes, 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 we fucking musicians. <laughs> and that's just some of them. So uh, I listened to some of the Clams albums, and it's same, yeah. definitely the same. Right. But nowhere near as good, I think. So that's interesting. So hmm. let's let's can we jump in there? Because I, I, you know, when we think about solo records, typically, like I said, you're 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 really bumping up something that you're like, oh, this was an influence. Perfect example for me is always at the drive-in, and then you split Sparta, Mars Volta, right? Mm-hmm. And you just see the very clear influence influences from those two parties. With this, I I I listened to, I think two or three Clams albums. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I listened to uh, in Nashville a bunch of times. And I didn't see the album is Shannon in Nashville. Shannon in Nashville. The one yeah. we're reviewing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I didn't see as distinct a difference as I expected, given mm-hmm. my sort of like perception of what a solo album usually does. Um, and I was wondering you, you guys thoughts on that, because as you said, you know, your initial thing is like, what the fuck? What, what's happening with the clams? Right. Yeah. Like and. I expected there to be sort of like a bumped up thing. Was it that, and I wonder, and I don't think any of us are going to have the answer, but was it that there's this opportunity that Arbach presents, you get to play with these fucking awesome, awesome people, basically do your thing, right, Um, and and enjoy that? Um, Or was it that there is something extra and special there that that happened? I, I frankly, like, I could see that the production level was different on the Clams albums, I could see that there's almost no backing vocals on the Shannon and Nashville, um, which I enjoyed with the Clams albums yeah. because not that they're as good singers as Shannon, but I felt like it made for this nice sort of But sound. the Clams is more rockabilly. Exactly. It's a kind of garagey rockabilly, you know, Brian Setzer 3.0 type of thing. Sure, that, yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's no it's, jump and jive. I'm thinking, yeah. you know, think more lean towards the rockabilly thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like we're still in the in the fifties, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so yeah, that was a that was a little bit strange to me. I I felt like more. I felt like this is more. I, I felt like this is great, but I felt like this is more of the same. Mm-hmm. And throughout the album, I felt like, you know, we talk about what was your favorite song from the album, what was the best track, or the one that you know. I felt like that was really difficult because that was going to be one of my questions to you guys. That was really difficult for me to pin down because I felt like every song rolled into the next mm-hmm. and it literally. wasn't boring at all, but you literally felt like uh, this is this is a, a chunk of the of much of the same. You it know? had an albumness to it. Absolutely. Yes. It definitely had an albumness, but I 9 s- minutes long just yeah, a couple times I had to pick up my phone. Like, is this the same song? No, no. Yes, yep. yeah. exactly. So, what do we what do we think about that? Is that is that is that is that good, bad, and different? What I you know, I think, and obviously it's just my opinion. Um, I think Arabach he heard what she's capable of, or what that sounds capable of, and he's like, all right, well, I don't want to discredit your your group with the clams. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I like it. That's what grabbed my ear. We'll sure. do your album. But if I can just come, you know, it's a little big dick swinging and show you exactly like okay. what you're going for. I'm just gonna polish you, yeah, and we're just gonna we're we're gonna make like almost like a silk screen uh-huh. twelve times 
you know, or however many tracks. I don't think it's 12, but I think it's more, actually. 13, 13. tracks, I think, yeah. And I'm just going to silk over, 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 and, uh, over and over, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was something that I, that I was like, ah, I, not that I need like a, a staunch derivation, but when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this reminds me, first and foremost, I thought of Camera Obscura, mm-hmm. um, which is a Scottish band that does much of this sort of 50 stuff. And they have very distinct songs. And I felt like this was one album that mm-hmm. could have been one song. Mm-hmm with minimal pause in between you know um and so with that i was like this is great uh, to put on but i'm not necessarily sure that i would listen to it in the same way that i listen to like camera obscura and appreciate a song mm-hmm. as opposed to this is and maybe that's the genius of it you're you meant oh. to appreciate the album yeah i'm uh, may i cut in yeah yeah, yeah. thanks so <laughs> <laughs> there's in my mind, there's two different types of albums. There's I'm glad albums. you listened to the thing we're talking about for once. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, there's two different types of albums, Daniels. There's there's one that it's a re- <laughs> All right, fine. No, Fucking, no, no, you better pour me some of that yeah, Just shit. go, just go, just go. Um, there's two different types of albums, and it is one where it's a collection of great songs. Right. Uh, and then there's another type in which it is one complete piece of work. In which I find it difficult to pick out any one particular song from the group because it works Absolutely. much better as yeah. a whole. Yep. Um, I appreciate them differently. I think they are terrific types of expressions of art. Um, I prefer the albumness of something. It yeah. feels like a, a more complete thing. It feels like a novel instead of a collection of short stories. Um, and that's what this is, and that's why I enjoyed it so much. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Even yeah. though I, I probably like this more than than both of you guys, I don't know why. It just tickles whatever oh, I yeah, love dude. about. Like it's, I haven't felt this excited about just putting a thing on and listening to it start to finish since Jamie Liddell's gym in like two thousand. Wow. Seven or eight. That's that's like a decade, dude. Yeah, that's super happy. Just feel good. That's wow. not usually my usually not my style. <laughs> yeah. You know? But yeah. I just yeah, you're a darker kind of fella. <laughs> I just want to put this on. And just yeah. go for a drive or, or just go for like a light jog. <laughs> well, I think that jog. and knowing you, <laughs> I think that what we see here and, and, and what we really haven't <clears throat> outright said is, is the musicality of this album is, is better than it's the clamps. It's exceptional. It's exceptional. It really is. And that's, and that's yep. you know, when you said a murderous row of, of these like really talented musicians, that I think even beyond the production quality is what really comes through when we're looking at yeah. this album is, 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 I mean, just, there's something to be said. Like, I, I think I love the imperfection, not necessarily like, Oh, did you hear the fucking squeak on Led Zeppelin zoom through the outdoor, <laughs> right? Like on the bass drum pedal with the, it's in the middle of, you know, I, I, I don't, that's not what I'm talking. That's how I'm talking about. Uh, it's in my time of dying. Actually, it's physical graffiti. Get a right dickhead. It's um, actually since I've been loving you, but whatever. We'll, we'll check the tapes. Later. No, there's one on in my time okay. of dying too. Okay, just... guys, let's <laughs> rain it in. <laughs> <laughs> Cough. <laughs> um, listen to it, all you motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> I reproduced it nicely. Um, no, the 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 musicality is 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 absolutely exceptional, and it reminds me that humans can do this really beautiful mm-hmm. sort of thing where you know and it's funny i don't know what the fuck i was watching it was it was something about i think it was it was architecture and they were talking about the cathedrals and stuff like that and, and that humans were able to to come near to or even achieve perfection when they were trying to glorify god or whatever 
Um, and when you, when I think of music, you know, I listen to a ton of punk and stuff like that, and I, I revel in the imperfection. I revel in the gritty and the and the and the, and the misnote and you know shit like that. But then you listen to an album like this, and you're like, wow, the beauty of just t- not even so much that talent, but just that they have it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's there's not really any, and I'm doing they're hand li- motions. They're for live no performances. You know these. Yes. It sounds like a band played this, not yes. as produced as it sounds. It doesn't sound overly slick. So like last night, uh, Rihanna's "Love on the Brain" came on the TV over like Fireworks or some shit. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> it's a fine song. It's like a kind of a throwback, doo-woppy type. Yeah, of fine. That's a that's a really, yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like the chords or something. <laughs> You know the song? Yes. It's in six. It's got that, you know, you've heard that song a thousand sure. times. Yeah. It's fine. If not that song. Yes. Um, and People I was like, are doing that now. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, but why? The he fucks me so good line really throws me right out of oh, it. Oh, it's great. I hate it. Why? Well, I, 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 never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you going? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in on Let's the pursue it. <laughs> 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 Daniel's like that's a love making song. Yeah. It was just gonna be a joke that'll get cut in post anyway, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> in uh, any case, it comes on. So it comes on. Fireworks and, are happening and on Roxborough, so fireworks are happening everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my kitchen. It's <laughs> that that sound, which is reminiscent of the sound that Shannon Nashville is sort of kind of capturing. Yeah, it's done so slick and almost so perfect, but there's no soul to it. Yeah, I can see that they were just. A bunch of guys in a studio. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even done all electronically, and it yeah. sounds fine. It's perfect. There's not a yeah. wrong note in it. She's doing her. It's Rihanna not perfect thing in the way like that we're talking about, though. Yes. Yeah. It's like um. And it's not because it's Rihanna. It's not because it's electric. It's, it's perfect because it's computers. It's yeah. It's perfect because there's this other this other layer to it, and right. and arguably it might be disingenuous in the way that this is per- is is really pursuant of being genuine mm-hmm. and true to the sound and that I they're trying to achieve. I might have a good analogy here. Okay. I think when people... I saw your brain. Gone. I know. It's just it's the first time I ever thought <laughs> about this. You I, looked through my face. I think I, <laughs> I think I finally got it. I think when <laughs> when people look at uh, f- uh, the art form of a photorealism, okay. when painters paint and it looks exactly yes. like a photo... I'm with you. I was like, ooh, why, don't, why do people hate that? I don't particularly mm-hmm. like it, but I'm trying to understand why people don't like that. Yeah. And I think I get it in this realm with like a Rihanna love on the brand. It's not just, we're not picking on Rihanna because she does a lot of actually pretty cool stuff, but that particular song and sound, of course, that's like photorealism. That's just, yeah, it's, that's just too perfect. But Mm -hmm. when you look at, um, I don't know, something that's maybe not photorealism, some other art that you hold up to a high regard that's done perfectly. Yeah. You can tell it's done by a human. Yep. Um, I think that's, yeah, yeah, like 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 Rothko or something like that, yeah. where 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 it is this, you know, postmodern, really violent kind of stuff like that, and there's, but it seems perfect for what it is. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I I agree with you. That's I, actually a really. I good went point. art because that's what you said. That's a fantastic analogy, nice. and I, I I really I really do agree. I really do agree. I think that that definitely defines what what this album is and gives it a ton of credit and worth, mm-hmm. because I don't know about you guys. My first sort of reactions when I heard it, I went to um, Amy Winehouse. I went to Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. I went to uh, even like I went to Camera Obscura. I went to Shona Knife and stuff like that because they're all reminiscent of that that kind of sound. Um, And what was interesting was then I started comparing them all to one another. 
shonen knife is that real sort of like mm-hmm. fast more rockabilly type thing and 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 really kind of wicked and rocking because there it's a japanese interpretation we talked about that before mm-hmm. um amy winehouse was interesting when i started thinking about it because her range is so much wider than shannon, than shannon yeah for sure she involves a lot more of that sort of like jazz aesthetic syncopation really messing with sort of time and these different things like that whereas that's not happening here as much this is this is i think for the majority of public more listenable than than some amy winehouse records Mm -hmm. in my opinion um and so that was interesting because it's it's like a preference this is an album that undoubtedly i would put on and and listen to through uh and and let it go whereas i would sit and pick and listen to more critically uh some some other things whereas this as you said is something that's fun you can let it wash over you and only after a few listens do you start to really appreciate what actually they're doing there or they have done there i think it invites re-listening and putting headphones on and and hearing like the sh- but you don't have to you don't have whereas to. in amy winehouse i felt like i had to right i felt it was begging me to say you're missing something here mm-hmm. like you, you're not actually getting it fully Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that—that's kind of yeah, how I okay, felt yeah, about yeah. that. Um, and so that was my—I don't know. What did you guys? Uh, did you have any comparisons going on when you when you listen to this? Or I did. You go oh, first. I've oh. got a—I've got a great one. So <laughs> your uh, <laughs> yours is going to be bullshit. Act. So you might as well just get it out of the. All right, way. fine. <laughs> fuck it. It's too hot in this basement anyway. I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You know we can't turn on the dehumidifier because the mics will catch it. And I just want to paint a picture. This asshole's wearing uh, some some uh, tight. The three quarter uh, <laughs> length shirt was not. He's going he's to play good softball choice. after this. He's, Fuck he's, you. He's wearing some. He's wearing this some dungarees. Picnics happening. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Raglan shirt and some dungarees on. They're putting him a third. I never. They're putting him a third today. I never fucking wear shorts. Okay. You shouldn't I actually. Know, I know. You know, um, that's a whole different conversation. Anyway, that's right. a, isn't that it? That's in your book, Daniel. I know. Um, here's the thing. So I listened to it in the car first. Sure. And uh, when the chorus builds up to the, you know, it, the, you don't, I didn't know what it was at first. I didn't do any research. I just turned it on. Oh, yeah. No idea what we were going to get into. No. Yeah. Okay. So it sounded like a, almost like a country record. Sure. And then there was this small little buildup, like a bump, 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 bump. And then it turned into this neo soul sort of layered, gorgeous piece of music for the chorus. And I literally in my car went, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I do inside when I listen to this whole album. (laughs) He's not comfortable enough to just let himself do it. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Um, And it immediately brought me back to a band that I fell in love with about five years ago, maybe four years ago, called the Bamboos, who are from Australia, and they're a neo-soul act. Nice. Very similar to this. Um, This is a little smokier, uh, a little loungier, if you could like. Yeah, there's a little mesquite on her voice. Yeah, and it's kind of like James Bondy. Little Chay with smoke. She's got like a James Bond feel that it could be the opening to a 007 movie. Sure. Just just like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And listen, I, I... her voice is unique in that it's it's got a little tobacco behind it. Yeah. Um sure. and it's not what you hear. Well, she's in Nashville on the radio. Yeah. Um you should. So, yeah. yeah. You should. I but mean, it's not what is, you hear and that's this is a very that's a yeah. very interesting point, right? Cuz you know, um it's interesting. I went to see She and Him. Mm-hmm. It's in this realm maybe. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Uh 
Cameron yeah. Obscura opened up for them. Yeah. I she I'm and him just, didn't how need does that happen. <laughs> she and him didn't need to get on stage. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have. That's Zoe Deschanel. Uh, oh, yeah. That's that's yeah. why. That's tough. Oh, and, and what's his name? And what's his name? Uh, the dude who's been in. He's like the guy. Um, oh come on! Isn't he the guy that produced all the Bright Eyes records? Uh, perhaps. Isn't he? Ah, uh, fuck. fuck probably. Me. In any case, um, but it's those two. Yeah. And and dude, it was. I I was just me and Joe looking at one another, just enamored. Like, oh god, I never expected him to be this fucking good live. Camera obscura. Um, and then you hear one song maybe on XPN at 10 a.m. Maybe. Right. Right from them and Camera Obscura, frankly, out of out of all these these acts that we're talking about, besides of super popular like a, like an Amy Winehouse and Ward, and Ward, and Ward, exactly. he does stop. a ton of stuff with Bright Eyes. Yeah. Oh well, I there actually we know that. I'm a big Bright Eyes fan, so yeah. I'm a, I'm an idiot. But in any case, did, never mind. That's another show. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in any case, you're right. You don't hear it a mm-hmm. lot, and 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 it's interesting because I wonder, you know, why you're. Your your big radio stations, your 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 you know uh, MMRs, your oldies ninety eights, your one zero two nines, and um, these are specifically Philly stations. But yeah. these are all the ones who would probably be playing this. Sure, um, don't you know what I mean? It's 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 very interesting that that you actually there's a whole you like you said neo soul. There's a whole movement happening oh, yeah. here. And I heard Sharon really Jones and the Dap Kings a lot on XPN. Mm. They I felt moved, like that was dance music too mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that had like that so perhaps her range was bigger too okay um i would argue but like in any case that you heard and i loved her um but in any case i i i, I really do I, I i wonder that and so that brings me to my question that i wanted to pose to you unless somebody had anything there yeah, yeah, i, I, I want to add to that um yeah. when i first put it on my uh initial comparison was uh this is just like Dewey Cox. <laughs> and then I had to. No, I need more blankets and less blankets. <laughs> I need a whole army of didgeridoos. Then I had to walk myself back like, all right, asshole. That, yeah, all that's, that's fictional. That's all, yeah. That's all derivative of something else. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and then I, I started getting. This is Dewey Cox. <laughs> it's my it, touchstone for a I lot of things. I to expect from him. <laughs> no. That was the last. It's like there's but, so much dick in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it. Uh, uh, I rolled it back to like sure. I was picking up the Roy Orbison, the Patsy right, Cline, mm. right, right, right. Yeah. The, um, uh, Speaking of perfection, Roy yeah, Orbison's voice, the, man. that kind Holy of shit. Phil Spector-ish, uh, Ronnie right. Spector type of sound, mm-hmm. early '60s doo-wop, you know, girl. Do you girl think group. this is? I didn't think that this was as much that that wall though that he's known for. But you it's know? the way it's produced. It, it's definitely, I don't, it doesn't sound like the wall of sound, but, but there's a clean, so, like so lush. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. the buildup that Nick was talking about happens yeah. in quite a few more songs. And it's, it's orgasmic. It uh, really yeah. is. Like it's, it's fucking wonderful. It's like, it's, you know what it reminds me of? Like when you see the super slow-mo and then they speed it up of a flower blooming. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's how that shit feels. Yep. Yeah. 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 A time-lapse, you know, fucking terms i should know jesus nick (laughs) (laughs) carry on though i apologize that was it those those early sounds but just done in a um i don't want to say in a way i haven't heard before but it was definitely presented in i guess a more modern uh package with that arabach sound of that kind of just light kind of lo-fi grit distortion there's a casualness to it yeah absolutely that's what i was thinking the whole time like 
Seems, a lot of times easy. people are trying for singles, right? And yeah. they'll they'll make those songs distinct, and they'll try and really really separate them so you have singles and different things like that, like some hooks and different things like that. This rolls yep. like low tide, man. And and I felt like that was a really that's bold, man. It's just balls, you know. Oh, here's uh, my art. This yeah. is good. I'm just Fucking, gonna. I know it's good. That's kind of the thing. It's yeah. like I know it's good. No, there is that confidence to it. Goodbye yeah. Summer yeah. should be a hit single in August. Yes. We'll see what happens. It won't. Yeah. No. <laughs> it won't be. Yeah. Um, we can. The state of radio is a whole different show. Dude. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a. We could go on and on. Um. So, one of the things that I thought of, uh, that that was pretty interesting. I wanted to pose to you guys. Um. Was you know when we're talking about these movements, right? And we're seeing this in film. We're seeing this in music. We're seeing this kind of all over the place. Um. In terms of art, where. You're seeing reboots, you're seeing prequels, you're seeing all this reimagining. So I guess essentially what I'm what I'm saying is like sometimes, you know, there's recycling, right? And 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 then there's reimagining. I would argue reimagining mm-hmm. is more where you have like this creative sort of like Arty. layer that mm-hmm. you're putting into it, yep. right? You're putting your own stamp on it. Um, whereas recycling is sort of just like I don't know, identifying, I don't know if it's nostalgia, or I don't know what it no, is. No, I think that's exactly what it is now. And that people yep. like really want to revisit this. I think there's a nostalgia era going on right now. Yeah, um, and it's and been it's going on for quite some time. About, about eight to ten years, I would say. Right at the, like 2000s had their thing, right? Yep. And, and, and with art and, and different things, yep. and music and stuff. Um, you know, not to say that they were the greatest sort right. of movements or whatever, no. but they existed and they were new. Right. Um, and now... Once that decade ended, that first decade of the 2000s, I, I really seen a lot of art. Like we were saying, you know, movies and these different things. You're just seeing these reboots and these. Right. And the, it's almost and you're like getting things like the resurgence of. plum out of ideas or yeah. something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so with this, that came to mind because I was thinking about like, it's funny. The first record I ever got was from like a grade school like fair. And I threw like a frisbee through some hula hoops, and they're like, "Ah, oh, here's fifties fabulous favorites." Yeah, right. It was like sixteen candles and all this other shit. Um, and I love it. I listen to it to death. And so I wonder if you know this is part of that loop where we we you know in the eighties we had all those fifties movies. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have Diner, you have a Christmas Story, you have all this stuff. Uh, and now uh, is it is it back again because thirty or so years have passed? You know, it's possible. And 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 so w- my question is. Um, I think either Doug Stanhope or Stuart Lee said this. He said, you know, when, when, when stand-up started, stand-up was just these jokes that everybody would say. No one owned a joke. Mm-hmm. Everybody would say the same joke, but they put their own little sort of thing on it. It'd be like, uh, you know, a guy would come out and he'd go, take my wife. No, really. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that was like the, that was one of those stand-up, you know, things. And, and so I wonder if we're thinking about, you know, what – what makes something or qualifies something as, as, as reimagined and having that artistic merit and worth as opposed to just being recycling uh, of something that's already happened and sort of capitalizing on, on a nostalgia or, or, or some sort of uh, you know, need that the public has for whatever reason? Well, I don't think anybody was clamoring for the sound. No, I, t- I agree with that. Okay, so, so, so the well, public the then den- denotes if, if you're – if you're putting out something artistically listener. worthwhile, or if or if you're you're biting on a trend, right? Uh, I don't know. Why did they do it? It's her sound. So it That's was her, and I think she's. I'm not claiming that she's doing that, yeah. but it made me think of this because I feel that it is happening in art mm-hmm. in all venues. 
in, in cinema, in music, right? In, in, in visual art and stuff like that. And, and so I'm really wondering, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm I know, I, I, I just, I'm at a, I'm at a little bit of a loss to, to yeah, qualify, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> 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 I really, I really am. I, I, I don't think that Shannon's doing it. I don't. I really don't because she did it already with the clamps. This is her sound. She's already done it. Arbach just is, 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 is sort of refining that whiskey afternoon giggles. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Daniel. I thought you had you had a, a point or, or so to make on that. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So the clams are. They're not apolog- <laughs> apologizing. <laughs> he did for, it to me too. <laughs> they're not apologizing for, um, you know, their sound. They're they're very. They set out to do this rockabilly thing, Absolutely. which which you could argue Setzer did in the eighties, right? That with people, the Stray Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so oh, I surprised you there. No. <laughs> Your deep, deep knowledge of the Stray Cats. <laughs> hey, not everybody knows me. <laughs> you, see, you seem taken aback. That's the only reason. <laughs> Ball? What? He knows. This is a very popular band. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to think, wrap my head around the question. Like, why does this exist? Why does Leon Bridges exist? Why does Sturgill Simpson exist? You know, why does yeah. anybody that sound... They have, they have a sound that you can easily point to as being derivative of something else. Yeah. Or does any art that is, you know, if you're being a real stickler, say this is derivative of something else, even if it's really good, why exactly. does it exist? I mean, that's, yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. I, d- I didn't expect us to answer it, but I didn't know if it, if it you know, sort of like bounced around you guys' heads in the same way. Because I remember the, and I, we've said this a million times, but the, the the emo scene was when I was starting to play music. Mm-hmm. I remember just people biting, 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 biting because it was popular. The public demanded it, and that was that. The new Nirvana is another thing, right? That existed during the grunge era, right? And, and, and the public swayed, you know? It was supply and demand, kind of, like what artists went to. And now, like, you're right. No one's clamoring for this. No one's clamoring, I would say, for anything. So that's interesting. We are in a weird time right now where you can find your niche and it can be so small if there's like only six other people. Because there's everything. Everything exists. You you can can be in a community with six people or six Mm -hmm. million people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm always, I've I've talked about it before. I think originality uh, is something to strive for, but um, nearly impossible. Right, um, especially now. Yes, because somebody's gonna. Because there's well, there's the DNA of of what you're doing is everywhere, and it's no and longer exactly. something that you could actually just Tarantino yourself back no. to mm-hmm. the beginning and, and say, oh, it's from this mix CD that my buddy right. gave me. Because who the fuck knows? You right. fall down YouTube holes, Spotify, mm-hmm. sure. all this shit will just, and then it's in there. Yeah. And you have no way of identifying its origin. No, and like just in, in the, the punk scene that I w- was in for a long time, you saw like a shift from emo bands from when the early 2000s to yep. like really speedy skate punk and then yeah. back to mid-tempo sort of yelly things. And then now we're back in, in speedy skate punk. It's, it's bizarre. With like a metal element to yeah. it because there's it's a proficiency like a, like a thrash to the punk. Right, exactly. Yeah. So y- it, you're looking at the progress. It all came from the same fucking shit. 
Absolutely. You could say it's all derivative, but I could yeah. I could venture and say that this band is important because of this, this, and this, and my yeah. my it's completely valid. I feel like <laughs> a lot of documentaries try and do that too. They're like, This was the band that you've never heard of that influenced mm-hmm. everybody and this is and a lot of people are trying to do just what we're saying and, and, and sort of pinpoint uh, uh uh you know the the cradle of life right. of of something you know and it's it's i don't know it's 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 interesting but i think it's futile of course it's futile yeah. Yeah. Um, or originality like i said is a wonderful thing to strive for we should strive for that as artists right it's, it's impossible yeah or improbable i should say yeah. Yeah. so is this album an important album or is it just a good one and that's you know, rhetorical it's sure it's a good album so it, most art is you know that you enjoy that sounds like something else or it's in a similar vein they're usually not important films or or books or stories they're just oh that's that done very well and yep. and what's wrong with just enjoying a thing again that nothing. that you yeah, already nothing like nothing at all yeah. well i think what we're finding though is that you get so many things now yep you are exposed to so many things people will offer you so many things cuz mm-hmm. everybody has their own multiple niches that they're a part of Nietzsche's whatever and and niece nieces lichens nieces and and so you're you're I mean uh, I can't tell you how many times a week does somebody go oh have you heard they're good niches X right or have you seen yeah. X right and then you're you I mean I've I have countless lists of things that I need to watch or listen to yep. um and if I make the choice to do it and I do it again and re-listen or re-watch. Um, I think that's sort of the tell now mm-hmm. is, is it's not just, did I really enjoy it? And, and things like that. It's um, would I continually revisit it? I, so with this, you know, with the woo that I threw out into the world earlier. Yeah. Um, I think it's hovering. The next thought that I had was I want to buy this record and I want to have people listen to it. Mm hmm. Um, absolutely and that in my mind is a is the litmus test like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you want to buy it yeah do i want to buy it yeah. and yes i do and that is the key now i think it's would you spend your money on a thing that you can get for free yes or that you're paying 15 dollars a month right for right a subscription. right yeah right i bought i was in the record shop and the guy uh edwin down at our, your uh, local our local record shop main street music absolutely um he had it on because i think I don't know, maybe they just got the CD. No, this thing came out in May, I think. Anyway, he had it on. He was like, hey, did you hear this yet? Or I asked, he's like, what is this? Sure. And he's like, oh, What every this. record store owner wants to hear. Yeah. To <laughs> yep. So he held up the CD because they're like now playing. I'm going to sell which I ignore five every copies time. of the yeah. Beta Band's three EPs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he held it like, oh, it's this. Have you heard it? I was like, well, clearly no, because I asked what this was. I fucking just asked you. Are we part of the same conversation, <laughs> sir? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, dickhead! <laughs> but I was in there and I heard a few more tracks, and uh, I left with the CD. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think it was vinyl worthy. At the Is that time. right? Oh, so now we have tears. Yeah, that's true. Though. Do I want to own it on vinyl? Because now we're talking twenty-five bucks for thing that. I yeah, but I like Sepultura. I'll never buy a Sepultura album on vinyl. Cause well, because that's nonsense. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's certain albums that are made just for vinyl a CD. Albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I. I would buy this on vinyl immediately. If oh, I saw this it. is a great vinyl yeah. album. Yeah, this is the thing that would like. I know this sounds stupid, but you're like, you're at a party at your house, and somebody says, "Hey, why don't you turn on some music?" And then you go spin that record this out of its fucking the, sleeve, yeah. and you put it on the turntable, and they're gonna go, "Ooh!" <laughs> 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 
absolutely. I yeah, absolutely. You've you've nailed it. Yeah. Right, um, so maybe I will get it on vinyl now that I've uh, listened to it probably thirty times. Yeah. In the yeah, past yeah, yeah. week, your friends probably think of you as the music guy. Right. Now yeah. prove it to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is a good one for that particular situation too. Oh, I yeah. have a I have like a vinyl that's like a mixed CD from the seventies. It's called the Super Hits. And it's nice. it's it's literally like I think thirteen different artists. Sure. It's they're, you know, super hits or whatever and um Percy Sledge and you know, whatever else. Yep. And uh and I play that at parties. You know what I go to? J D McPherson. <laughs> This motherfucker, it's it's classic fifties rock and roll mm-hmm. produced today. Yeah. And it is awesome. That's pretty sweet. There's no groundbreaking going on. It is straight rock and roll. Yeah. And it's awesome and it'll please anybody and it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a universality to it. Sure. There's a universality to that to that sound. Absolutely. Motherfucker's voice is delicious. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Yeah. Um I I think that this is not only really really worthwhile but i my closing thought is that the musicianship on this album uh you know warrants a listen stellar, stellar. If on its own anything. if for no other reason yeah. the musicianship is just it reminded me of why i was first so in love with music was that humans could make things that moved you and 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 seemed in possible or improbable but we're just so beautiful together yeah there's five you people know? in a room making sounds yeah. on a thing because i never listened to classical yeah. music or anything like that where you get these symphonies but that's just vastly apparent out the gate right this right. this i it reminded me of that and I, I felt that that was a really beautiful thing yeah that's my closing thought how about you um picker of album <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna just agree with your closing thought. You know, I put this on and I was immediately struck uh, with just this overwhelming sense of this is fucking it, you know? Right. I like this. You know, I don't <laughs> I know why. I see that guy up there and I know what you're thinking. He is it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, thank you. That's my closing thought. And... This, this is, is it. <laughs> uh, I do employ you to Jesus. get your Spotify or Apple Tunes or uh, whatever else you're <laughs> paying. Apple Tunes. <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> it's like 20 Apple years. Apple Music, brother. I, iTunes and Apple Music have been around for, forever. Get you, I, 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 I employ I you to get your Apple, Apple Music, music uh, <laughs> stereo listener. Apple, <laughs> Apple Music is a great investment. Yeah, I've got it. 15 bucks, me and yeah. the missus. Family sharing. It's, it's ah, be fantastic. Recommend that as well. And uh, when you're on your your whatever platform you're using, Tidal or uh, Pandora, or um, I heard of someone yesterday that still has Rhapsody. Whoa. Yeah, that's a that's another conversation. Did you ask to see their Zune and then <laughs> slap them in the face? <laughs> Zune. <laughs> I used to have to pedal Zunes at Office wow. Depot. I used to have a Sansa. Yeah. A Sansa. Oh. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, Black Friday purchase. Well, I gotta check out Shannon in Nashville on any of your um, on your your nook. I yeah. guess <laughs> <laughs> your nook. No, this is a it's a record that I think literally anyone can enjoy. Yeah, straight up. It's a good take. Yeah. yeah. So alive or dead? Well, <laughs> I don't know about dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
Goodbye, Ooh. summer. Um, <laughs> make sure to check us out on the internet at facebook.com slash podcast. On Twitter, at BookRecordBeer. And on Instagram, at Book.Record.Beer. We are also on iTunes, and we have been for a whole fucking long time now. So, you know, listen. Uh, thank you very much, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your whatever part of the day this is. Sixteen candles! <laughs> woo! <laughs> it's more sustained. It's woo! <laughs>